Hello, welcome to the Unicorna podcast. My name is Orna and I am your host and I generally talk about life experiences and personal learnings that I've had that have transformed me into the person that I am today. This includes mindsets, blog posts and uh, book reviews, general chatty conversation or even diving deep into a field that I'm interested in. I hope to see you here as I am using this as a way to track my own growth. And I hope to add value to the listener. Please stay and enjoy the podcast. Thank you. My friend, Swalia from TKS, always continuously mentions whenever we're working on a project together that she wishes she were a robot. And I always ask her why. And she was like, if I were a robot, I could probably work for 24 hours and then I could sleep. And I would say that there are some humans who are like that. Some humans who could work for 24 hours straight. Imagine the medical shifts at hospitals for nurses and doctors and residents. In general, those are way way too long and i'd say that they're trying to ensure the health of their patients but they're also not giving regard to their own health maybe it's those who cover night shifts at stores maybe it's those students staying up late trying to finish all of their assignments because they've been jam-packed with everything in a day The key thing here is that we need sleep. A robot needs time to recharge itself, even after it's focused at optimal productivity. A computer needs 100% battery, or at least enough battery, to properly function. Whether it be writing code, or whether it be in running code, or if it's just writing something as simple as maybe a few pages of an article. You need to be continuously recharged. And this applies to humans as well. While the biological premise behind sleep has not been completely discovered yet, Watson and Crick have tried to look into it. Continuous amounts of neuroscientists and psychologists have tried to look into it. There is a few correlations that they've made, but primarily, Sleep has been our evolutionary regulator, as given to us by Mother Nature. This is a new age for us because we are surrounded by technology with blue light, which makes us have all of this content around us, and we fear that we don't have enough time, and we fear that we need to get all of this done. Henceforth, we reduce our sleep time because society is apathetic towards sleep. We think that sleep is completely unnecessary. In fact, it is something like a currency. I used to think that a few days ago, I would be pulling um, my sleep time from 12 to 4 a.m. Then at 4 a.m. I would do assignments. And then from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., perhaps 4 p.m. even, if my school had extra commitments to go to, I would be in school. Thank God that I am virtual this year because I can sleep a little bit longer. But this is my typical schedule. And then after that, 
I would end up going and to um, other places and getting work done, or perhaps I'd be doing my homework, getting projects done, whatever. And this would last well into the night, even on a virtual schedule. We're we're still having time mitigated, with no transportation. What is up with this? I've also found that there are some days when I just want to do something for myself, whereas it is um, watching Kim's Convenience on Netflix, or reading a webtoon, or reading a book that I haven't been able to get a chance to get to in the day. And I take some time from my sleep in order to do this, because I think that in order to hustle, I must sleep less, and I must get more shit done. But after a while, this compounds, and your ability to get shit done immediately just reduces. You're not able to get this stuff done because you're not sleeping enough. You're not charged enough. And you won't be able to function well enough. Your hard drive's dying because you are not able to get enough sleep. And Matthew Walker discusses this in his book. Quite simply put, the circadian rhythm is essentially a biological regulator of when we're sleeping and when we're not sleeping, and when we should be functioning. Of course, there are multiple clocks that also play into place. Most research done on sleep has been primarily targeted towards male populations and not as much women's. And women actually also function on an infradian rhythm, which corresponds with our hormonal and menstrual cycles. But this is kind of circadian rhythm still works for everyone. And everyone has to get sleep at the optimal points of time. Regardless if you're a night owl or um, an early bird. You have to get somewhere between 7 to 9 hours of sleep every day. And I usually get 4 to 6 hours. And guess who actually stays alive and who lives well into their life with a healthy life with six hours of sleep or less no one no one everyone has died early do you want to die early no then get better sleep but what is getting better sleep well we'd look at the circadian rhythm and we'd also look at sleep cycles. You might have heard of REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep, and it's basically characteristic of deep sleep. In the first two hours, you're in pretty light sleep, and then for a few hours, you're in REM sleep. Then as you're waking up biologically, you will have um, the optimum amount of sleep. In fact, How long should I sleep should be answered by how long will I sleep before I wake up without any external factor, whether that be an alarm or any other sort of timer, an external factor. You should sleep as long as you can without an alarm. So if you have a regulator, like starting school at 7 a.m., you should start off by sleeping sometime between 9 p.m. that night, the night before, 
to 11 to get your optimal amount of sleep. You might not be able to start off at 8, but you could start off at 9. You can start off at any other point of time because this is helpful. And in fact, if you're the type of kid who likes to have caffeine, the type of person, in fact, who likes to have caffeine late into the night, stop. Because caffeine completely mitigates this chance of getting good REM sleep. The latest you can have caffeine is actually at 12 p.m. the day before. And this will actually um, limit the amount of melatonin that is released. Melatonin is a hormone that is commonly associated with sleep, and um, especially good sleep. So the amount of melatonin gets very limited and you won't get as good sleep. This is good if you're trying to stay up late, but actually, you shouldn't even be trying to stay up late working on these projects. Get whatever you can done in the day because you need to get your sleep straight. So what are some action items that you can do? After functioning with little to no sleep, you get something called a sleep hangover. And every hour, there's one person in the United States who dies in a car crash because of fatigue-related stress. So, well, one thing you can do is you know that you're going to endanger your own life. And you know that you're going to endanger other people's lives. So, map out whenever you can sleep. Go to sleepytie.me and figure out, okay, if I were to wake up at this point of time, when should I go to sleep? Then, an hour or two earlier, limit the blue light that you're exposed to. Actually, even take your books away. Just have a glass of water next to you. And if you can fall asleep going to by reading, then go ahead and do that. Perhaps put some um, a lullaby on if you can. That gets the babies to sleep as well. And it, if it's soothing, that it should be able to get you to sleep. Replace the LED bulbs in your bedroom because they actually emit the most sleep corroding red light, blue light. And if you're fortunate enough to control the temperature, it is scientifically proven that you must be sleeping at a colder temperature. Walker says that you must reduce your sleep, uh, your temperature to 2 to 3 degrees Fahrenheit. Also, don't drink alcohol, please. Um, I'm not allowed to drink, so because I am underage, and I don't know what alcohol is even like. But people do tend to uh, stay up later, and it's not necessarily an aid. It actually suppresses REM sleep. Um, you just fall unconscious. You don't actually take sleep. And also, just take a midday nap if you can. Um, what I typically end up doing is I take naps during my supposed lunchtime and actually have lunch during my actual lunchtime, which should be somewhere around 1 p.m., which is a benefit that has been given to me my virtual school. Um, so I kind of work around with that. But if you're going in person somewhere, just make sure that you can have an adequate amount of time to eat and sleep and take a nap. Just go and do it. It's not going to waste your time. Society is apathetic towards sleep, 
but sleep is one of our biggest biological benefactors. So let's keep it happy, shall we? Thank you for listening to this podcast and my discussion on why we sleep. A lot of my research came from listening to um, his audiobook on why we sleep, as well as um, listening to Matthew Walker's talk at Google. I also got some of my biggest action items from Gates Notes, and I will intend to finish this series as soon as I read a few more chapters because I am trying to not read as much as I normally do um, because I am trying to sleep more. So I think this has been one of the biggest benefactors towards my good sleep so far, and I'm hoping that I can bring this into the school days once this holiday ends. Thank you for listening, and stay awesome. Bye!